Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 26 of the Mess Hall Podcast. This week's guest is Derek Sweet. Yeah, I know, I got the names wrong again in the upcoming episode. I am horrible at names, um, so just give me a break on that one. But if you like the episode, give me five stars on iTunes. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Mess Hall Pod. And thanks for listening. So enjoy the episode that's coming up. Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. And I just want to give this week's podcast shout-out is to the 4th Line Podcast. Um, just have to say, if you're into hockey, make sure you follow this. They, they're starting a new part of their podcast where they're talking about fantasy hockey. So you, if you want to get down with all that stuff, make sure you give it a listen. I recently joined their fantasy football league, so I'm looking forward to winning that. And... People might not think I know much about football, being a food guy, but I think I might have some uh, fantasy sports skills to uh, take the whole league. So just giving a shout-out to those guys, and good luck with the uh, fantasy football coming in second place. Sweet. Welcome to the Mess Hall Podcast. Derek Sweet, actually. <laughs> Great start, man. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Usually I mess up all the last names and today I just mess up <laughs> the first name. And I don't know why I've... We were just talking about Adam Blake. That's why. Yeah. That's funny. That's... Can I swear, by the way? Yeah. yeah okay. Was... There's no bleeping or anything. I just let it run how it is. So. Good. Yeah, because that's the way I naturally mm-hmm. talk, so it'll be more, more comfortable. Yeah, so... And you're feeding me beer, which yeah, is going to lead to profanity. Eventually. I love having people over and feeding them, or whether it's beer or food. And so I know you were, before you started the podcast here, you were talking to your wife, ran out of propane. So what was she going to cook on the barbecue tonight? Steak. Steak. Yeah, yes. old school steak with her uh, with her homemade spice. She makes all her own spices, so she uh, has nice. her... Or she calls it the Huxley Steak Spice. It's very similar to Montreal Steak Spice. Oh, okay. She's from Huxley, Alberta, though, so she makes the Huxley Steak Spice. Nice. So what goes into the Huxley Steak Oh, I got no idea. But she won't tell you? Is no, no. Secret? I, I am not a, I, I don't cook much at all. Okay. Like, I am not a good cook. I, I, I can follow a recipe, oh, and no. I make a damn... I've made a lot of really great meals, but... Uh, like, yeah, if you're like, what's in the spice? I don't know, man. It's just delicious. That's all. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Just knowing. I, I love making my own spices, too. I, And I just call it rub. And that's all we call it around the house. And all right. It's like smoked paprika and brown sugar and some other stuff in there. Well, that sounds good. And my dad loves it. And I have to send him some twice a year to Nova Scotia. I'd love a little sample before I go. Yes, yeah, so I will definitely give you some, be some rub. Um, yeah, it's, it's something I enjoy. So like you say about steak, just those small things that make a steak are perfect. Mm-hmm. How do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. Medium rare. That's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. I, 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 I don't mind a rare steak, but the, the chewiness is, I, the texture gets to me and yeah. you know, you can taste the iron a bit more. I just like a medium rare and I think, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I used to do when I was a kid 
and it drove my father insane. <laughs> I would get filet mignon, and I would order it well done oh, yeah. with ketchup. Oh. <laughs> and it would drive, and then I would eat less than half of it and say I was done. It drove him out of his mind. Oh. He still brings it up to this day. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd just leave you in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I deserve. Yes, but I'm glad you came around to the medium rare. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what changed your mindset from well done to medium rare? Oh, I don't know, dude. I was a kid. That's, yeah. I think, just the blood grossed me out. Oh, okay. I really don't know. I, I don't remember. I just I don't remember when the transition occurred. I think probably the first time I really tried a medium rare steak, I was like, oh, this is much better. <laughs> I agree with you. I, it was always well done when I grew up, and I, I just didn't know better. And that's the way my mom always cooked steak. And I remember one time it was like probably medium well. And my dad's like, oh, this isn't cooked all the way. And hmm. I had to like, cook it more. And <laughs> the first time I had a medium rare steak, it was awesome. It was perfect. It was yeah. indescribable almost. It was so good. I, right, I just yeah. loved it. And then putting a little compound butter, like some herbs and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Makes everything delicious. Medium rare chicken's not as good though. No. I don't recommend that. That's no. Um, <laughs> I, oh geez, I just no. It's disgusting. I'm just kind of grosses me out just thinking of it. A so. joke. But I did yeah. have medium rare pork recently, and that yes. I was like, I didn't know. I actually thought you had to cook pork till it was white. And then I was, uh, I had some. I don't remember what restaurant I was at. I was at some great restaurant in Calgary. We have so so many good ones here. And, uh, yeah, and the pork was served medium rare, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. And it was yeah. incredible. It is. I yeah. love my, I love it more on the medium side than medium rare, but, yeah, it has to be medium. Right. Like, or medium rare, like you like it, but. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's medium rare. I just, know, all I know it wasn't cooked all the way through. Yeah, That's all I know. So and I was good. like, I was like, oh, wow. Some of the first chefs in the world, in the world competition were Canadian ones that cooked the pork medium rare. Huh. So. Interesting. Yeah, I love that fact, and I love medium rare pork and medium pork, and it's just cool. so good. And I always think of older generations cooking it like well done, like whether it's steak or pork. And I was talking to my next door neighbor who barbecues a lot, and mm-hmm. he said, "How do you like your steak cook? It's like blue rare." And I just did not expect that from an older gentleman. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I got a friend like that. He's Japanese, and he just he's all about the raw meats, and he. Uh, like from sushi to steak, and he just he loves blue rare. I've never tried it. Okay. I've, never, I've never had just a seared steak. That's I've tried it. I just almost like what you said earlier about the rare steak. It's not as it's a little bit more chewy. Yeah. So I, I just didn't enjoy it as much as the medium rare. I don't like taste. I don't like feeling tendons when I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you. I, it's not tendons. I don't know what it is, but yeah. the stringiness. Yeah. Like you gotta get rid of that. Yeah. So. Uh, what do you feel about pho when they put tendons in there? Or have you ever had something like that? I don't know if I've had tendons in pho. Does all pho have tendons in it? No, but right, you can yeah. order it with tendons. And... I don't have a lot of pho. Okay. I don't know. That's that's one of those things that people that taught, like people love pho, and I I don't I don't have it that often. And pad thai is another thing that I almost like. If I get Thai food, I'm always having like the garlic steak or so the garlic yeah. beef or something and I was like when my wife gets pad thai and I'm like oh that shit's really good I should try it yeah but then can't go wrong with a steak either so right like I, I think for me Thai food is Thai sub or Vietnamese sub I guess mm-hmm. what I really like I, I'm just a bread person too I love bread so yeah I love those Vietnamese subs the one on in Calgary on uh, 
right next to the government, the Harry Hayes building there. Okay. It's TT, T-H-I-T-H-I. If you've never been there, you have to I, go. I haven't been there. Every lunch hour, there's like 50 to 60 people lined up out the door. For, it's that good. Like, it's Siri, you got to go there and try it out. It's right at the, like, right by the Harry Hayes building, TT. You know, if you like those Vietnamese subs, it's one of the best in California. I'm going to have to try it out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind waiting in line for some good food either, so. Yeah. Like, well, I just don't go at lunch. If you go at yeah. 11, then you're good. <laughs> it just depends on your schedule, I guess. But you know it's good if people are lined up around the block. Exactly, yeah. Waiting for it, yeah. so. But then they must just fly out of the store, too. Just They're so quick to make sometimes. And yeah, exactly, right. And that's the thing is, like, for how... Uh, how fast it takes to make a Vietnamese sub, but but they actually take a little longer than most places because oh. they're they're you know they're treating it right and taking well, a little more care. And yeah, the quality is there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut work off someday and just go, just, just go at lunch. Yeah, oh, they're really experienced. They're open for dinner, I think too. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. What other good places do you like to eat at in Calgary? Um, my favorite's fine dining. Yeah. Uh, with, without a question. Like, my the way that we do it in the Swede household is, uh, so we're a single-income family with two kids. Yeah. And so we don't get to eat out like we used to. We used to love to go to fine dining when we were when we were just first meeting each other and dating. We would go to Rouge. That was our classic at first. When we were first getting to fine dining, it was all Rouge. Yeah. You know, because Rouge is fantastic. Not our favorite anymore. Okay. But it's a great introduction to to what uh, what's out there in the culinary delights exactly. of Calgary cuz um, I really think there's a difference when it comes to fine dining like it's it to me it's way more of an experience than just eating a meal it's it's yeah. uh, it's one of those so like here's here's my theory on food it's like and I think food eating is one of life's greatest pleasures without question and I'll back it up with with science like I <laughs> I have evidence I can prove this shit give me a piece of paper and a pencil and uh but uh, in the sense that, you know, th- the, the reason that fatty foods and sugary foods taste good to us, in my opinion, is because those were things that in the wild would provide an extraordinary amount of energy. It would put on fat, which would allow you to go longer without need it, without dying, right? And so yeah. the reason that butters and fats and sugars, that they taste so good is because they are sources of energy and your body has been programmed millions of years of evolution and instinct to program into you that seeking out those things is one of the greatest pleasures you can have because it's what helped you survive and it's for the same reason that I think having children and a family is also one of the greatest pleasures you can have because that's like uh, the point that's why we're here is to reproduce as far as I can see it seems to be what all life does and so anything that allows life to survive or reproduce there's a great amount of pleasure associated with it and for that reason I think food is just if you can go out and 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 have just the best fattiest food that you would never be able to eat every day, you have that experience, and you shouldn't eat it every day, anyways. Because uh, it's one of the interesting things about our society is like we live in a time where those where fatty and sugary foods are available in a quantity and availability that they've never been before, mm-hmm. which is why we all struggle with weight problems now. Because there's so much good food everywhere. And yes, you're right. And, uh, but, uh, so the way that we do it in our house, since we have, we're a single income family, we don't have a lot of money is the bottle money. When we trade in the bottles that goes uh. in a jar. And once that gets to like 300, 
bucks, two hundred and fifty to three hundred bucks, we just go where like, okay, where's the where's the cool hippest place in Calgary right now, yeah. right? And so we just ended up. We went back to Ten Foot Henry. Have you been there? No, I haven't. We went to Ten Foot Henry for. We just had a vacation like two weeks ago, okay. and so yeah. I was like, we gotta work in at least one, one good dinner. And so we went to Ten Foot Henry, and then uh, Rouge is always a good choice. Model Milk, I've really enjoyed it in the yeah. past. Um, uh, for uh, for the what's that place that's down in uh, on just off Edmonton Trail? Uh, Shiki Menya is amazing okay. for uh, the what's it called uh, noodle? It's noodles and 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 they, they have a. Uh, I'm really sorry. I'm drawing a blank. I can't right, remember man. the name of the food now. The the pork belly. So oh, okay. they, they got this delicious pork belly and soup with noodles and. I can't remember what it's called. It's yeah. it's cla- it's a classic Asian thing that's really hip and popular right now. A genre of food, and I can't even remember what it is. What it's called right now? Mm. Like you said, pho, and it's like that. Yeah. It's I'll have to look it up because that sounds good. That's my type of thing. It's like I've been into more Asian cuisine lately. So oh, wicked pork belly and yeah, it's it, good. It's amazing how long it took for pork belly. I know. It's everywhere now, right? Like, it was it one is. of those things that 10 years ago you never saw pork belly. No. And if it was, you'd probably be like, gross, I'm not going to eat pork belly. What the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, if you've, ever, if you've never had pork belly before, good Lord, eat pork belly. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's the most delicious shit you'll ever have. It is. And I had pork belly here three weeks ago now. Yeah, last long weekend. I, I smoked some pork belly. Um, I didn't baconize it. I showed up, but I did uh, pulled pork and I did pork. You sound disappointed in yourself when you said that. You're like, I, well, I'm, I'm very ashamed of the fact that I didn't baconize my pork belly. <laughs> I've, it, I've never heard anybody turn bacon into a verb before. Congratulations <laughs> on that. You're welcome. Um, I had too much heat in my smoker and it just turned into flames. I walked away for about 10 minutes and with all that heat, oh, the no. pork belly just. All the fat came off of it and caused huge flames, and oh. I cried for a bit. That's one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. It was. It was very sad, and that's why I didn't baconize it to go back to it. But yeah, it was. I still salvaged it. I made uh, some braised pork belly sandwiches. I was able to get the char off the ends, and it still came out delicious. I'm not Amazing. complaining about it. So. I just noticed you have a pig on your arm, a tattoo. I do. I, of the sections of the pig. I, I do. I love my... Uh, so you love pork, eh? Yeah, I love my pig. So when it's pork belly, is it... Yeah. It's just the under... I See, I didn't know if it was stomach lining. No, no, it's like... Just it's like, just the belly meat. Yeah, right see, here. I, see, I don't know anything about the food I eat. I just know what I love. Yeah, yeah and, I, uh, I love it. I love my... And I have the... Uh, Ah, you got the cow over there. In fact, yeah. those are good tattoos. They look like really good drawings. Yeah, I love it. Um, belly would be here. But, nice. You know, that's where you get your brisket from. So Right, yeah. Yeah, so both delicious parts of the animal, belly on the pig and belly on the... So you're a huge meat guy. Have you been to the Guild? No. Oh, man, the Guild is just phenomenal. Um, it's, a, it's a big meat restaurant. Like, you walk in there, and their meat lockers are transparent and on display. <laughs> And there's just bones everywhere. There's skulls and bones there. And they serve a whole pig's head you can buy. You can get a whole boar's head. 
for they serves four, they say. Yeah. I've never seen anybody get it, but they bring it out. And I was telling the waiter, I was like, this is my vegan friend's like nightmare restaurant. Yeah. This would be like the worst place you could take her into because there's just raw meat and bones and people eating pigs' fucking heads. And... I love that idea. I'm going to have to check that out because that sounds amazing. I love seeing meat on display. Yeah. Um, like big pieces of meat, like whether it's like a whole strip loin or something. I just love the look of it. Awesome. And, like, I know the co-op now, uh, like up in Crowfoot, they have the meat, meat display. So they have about four or five, like, strip loins in there that look just delicious. And I just want <laughs> to nice. grab one and take it home. <laughs> That's good. But, yeah. And last time I was in Vegas, there's a New York, New York. They have a restaurant in there that has all kinds of meat just on display. Nice. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, I, raw meat doesn't get me going, I wouldn't say. I look at it and I see the potential, and I'm yes. like, oh, that looks like it would be delicious. But no, like, what really gets me, I love just the fancy frou-frou stuff, like, bring me a plate that just has, like, a ridiculously small amount of food, but yeah. every bite you're like, holy shit, that was the best thing. Yeah, um, small portions and good quality. Like Right, yeah. But then, but then you go to a place like the Guild, and it's like, here's your meat, and you get so <laughs> much food. So the Guild's not like that at all. The best thing I've had at the, at the Guild was a bison rib served on um, a bed of cream corn with this gravy sauce. It was unlike anything I've ever had before. We might just have to stop and go. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to check it out. It's very, it's yeah. quite expensive, but it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, so. Yeah, we're just always hitting up whatever we can, whatever is big in in, um, in Calgary at the time, like whatever everyone's talking about, like the, the papers and stuff. And then we have our favorites we go back to. Like 10 Foot Henry is great because um, it's cheap and it's share plates, but you can yeah. go and with drinks, you're going to come out there 150, 160 bucks. Yeah, and that's, that's with like seven plates. Like it's, That's not bad. It's that's not bad at all, right? And it's amazing quality. I love sharing plates. Like, that's something my wife and I do. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's Even fun. when you're not in a shared plate, you end up sharing. Yeah. Right? yeah. I know. Which, but I, but I, I do have my issues with it sometimes because, like, last time, we're, the, not last time we were 10 Foot Henry, but the time before. So, the, one of the things, 10, 10 Foot Henry is famous for two things in Calgary. They're tomato. So, they have these tomatoes and feta cheese with the sourdough bread that comes on the side, and you scoop the tomatoes and feta, and it has herbs in it and stuff. That's amazing. So everybody goes there for that, and then they also go there for uh, the butterscotch pudding with sponge toffee sprinkled on top. Mm, yeah. It's my favorite dessert of all time. Well, there's two favorite desserts. I'll get to the next one in a second. Am I talking too much? No, I don't know. no. You're I'm, the first person that's ever asked me to talk about food, so. I'm enjoying this because okay. you're making my mouth just sound. <laughs> okay, thinking about all this. So Denford Henry... Uh, their butterscotch pudding they're very, very famous for. And the not last time we went there, but the time before, my wife convinced me to split the coconut cake with her and she could have half my butterscotch pudding. And I told her this time, I'm like, you're getting your own damn dessert this time. I'm not sure. If you want butterscotch pudding, you get your own. And she did get her own butterscotch pudding. And then we also got two more half butterscotch puddings for sitting in front of the TV later that nice. night. So we each had one and a half desserts. I've never heard of somebody getting a dessert to take out, so it must be good. Oh, no, it's incredible. It's, yeah. I, I am all, like, I, I'm ashamed to say that my favorite course is dessert. I don't, 
I don't know if I'm rare in that. No, but there's nothing wrong with that. I know. Yeah. Well, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with having your own opinions about anything. Yeah. But uh, it just there's so many amazing savory dishes. But yeah, to me there is just nothing like eating two thousand calories in thirty seconds. Like, hey, everyone, just gonna take a quick minute to uh, do a little ad. It's Pride Week in Calgary, so ATB helps support all Albertans, whether it's rain, shine, rainbows. They've got you covered. Happy Pride. ATB is proud to support sexual and gender minorities and youth and adults. Partnering with Camp Firefly in the Jasper, Lethbridge, Edmonton, and Calgary Pride Parades and Festivals, ATB accepts all Albertans. To find out more, go to atb.com slash pride. Now, do you... I, I love dessert, too. I love chocolates. I love sweets. Um, but I like it with a good port. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that's... If I'm going to have something rich and chocolatey, I like to have a port with it. I just find it it balances out almost. You know, I'm still getting into the wines. I okay. really, I would say I've only been drinking wine for about three years, okay. and I'm 41. So yeah. it's like, I, I, I've of course had wine, but yeah. I never cared about wine up yeah. until I met my wife. She was the one that got me into wines and cheese and olives. I've hated olives my whole life. Now it's my bedtime snack every night. No, I, I'm not a huge fan of olives. No, I, And I've tried them, like, I've tried all kinds of different ones, and I just can't get into them. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I totally know what you're saying. That yeah. was my whole life, and then for some reason, six months ago, I was like, this is... It, and it's weird, your brain, that way, because it doesn't taste any different. It's the same taste I hated for 40 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden my brain goes, you love this now, and I don't know why. I think your taste buds change over time. There's stuff that I used to hate that I like. Yeah. There's stuff that I used to like that I hate now. So One of the amazing I, things about it. And and that's part of the adventure, I think, of eating food, that you're always going to find something different. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And so second, the other favorite dessert is I had on my anniversary, my first year anniversary in Banff, we stayed at the Rimrock Hotel, and there's a restaurant there called Eden, like, okay. like the Garden of Eden, E-D-E-N, and it's the fanciest fucking place I've ever been. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guest book when you get there, like you're at a wedding. <laughs> you write your names and say the dates that you were there. It's, uh, they're, they're very good food, but they're known for their service, and so you have three waiters. You've got a wine waiter and a food waiter and a... Uh, uh, and a sommelier if you want and uh, so there on our first year anniversary my wife had a deconstructed lemon meringue pie that was still to this day I wish I, I went we went back years later and they didn't have it anymore and I was like oh I wish you know that's why I love places like, like 10 foot Henry will never lose that butterscotch pudding so I know that yeah. I always got that rock I got it if do I you do. go there almost the main meal is a side thing that you have to get through to get to the dessert? No, never. No, no, no. no. I love every minute of it. Yeah. My, my, I don't know if you and your wife are the same, but we just, we just all, if we're eating dinner, we're not talking about work or anything. We are literally, well, until the food comes. So yeah. in between drinks and food, we'll, we'll talk about the drink, but then we'll talk. But as soon as the food starts arriving, that's all we talk about for an hour. Yeah. We sit there and just eat and talk and break it down and like, yeah. We do the same almost, but what I find that we do before the meal gets there, we're always looking around to see what that person what has. What other so people are eating, yeah. I'm like, that looks good. I wonder what it is. I know, and, don't, and when you don't pick something, and then you see somebody else get it later, you're like, fuck. 
They look so good. We should have got that. Yes. This wasn't nearly as good as that. And and I always want to, and I ever have. And I think just being too shy. But what do you have? I always want to ask them. You do, yeah. But I just haven't built up that nerve to. Oh, you can do it. People love to talk about it. Yeah. I talk to people about their food all the time. Well, they're right next to me. I don't walk yeah. over to somebody's table and go, "Excuse <laughs> me, I don't mean to interrupt." But yeah, I'd like to know what you're eating. Yeah. I should someday. Maybe I will. Like, yeah, people, I, I find, especially in Calgary, there's a lot of what they call foodies, and that's apparently yeah. this negative thing now to be a foodie is pretentious, and it's like, I just like food. Shut up. Yeah. And um, people in Calgary love to talk about their food, I found. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm finding, too. People just love food. People like good food. I I never had anybody on the podcast that says, no, I'm not going there because it's crappy. Yeah. Like, just I just love talking about good food. Right, yeah. That's yeah, it brings a smile to my face. And yeah, I'm gonna I, I really want to go down to try that pudding and I wanna try that um the guild seeing all that meat because that that gets me excited. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's cool. So what else for Calgary? Who else I, I just saw that Suzette Suzette's Bistro, I think it was. Is okay. best French in Calgary, and oh, nice. so French is my favorite. I love it. Every, basically almost anything I eat has to be French fusion at least. Yeah, but uh, but French, I think those they they've mastered the indulgence of food. I love Indian food. I love Thai food. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but the French seem to know like here's. I'm not going to even try and do a French accent because it, it'll just be racist. Um, but it'll be like, here's like the most ridiculous amount of calories we could squeeze into one <laughs> tiny space. Like they just know how to infuse things with butter yes. and sugar and, yeah. and everything. I, I'm, I miss a lot of butter stuff when I used to work in restaurants. Like yeah. I, I miss just having a ton of butter on hand and just is it putting true, it in everything. Is it true what they say that every restaurant dish has a stick of butter in it? I've heard that. Maybe not a stick, but... <laughs> Maybe not a stick. Not a stick, but three quarters, yeah. yes. It all depends what, you, what you're having, because you can't just put a stick of butter into everything. <laughs> but, like, when I used to... Like, here's your, here's your, uh, your... I don't know, I was going to say carrots, but it's like, no, carrots with butter would be good. Yeah, yeah. What's something you couldn't stick a, throw a stick of butter at? <laughs> it's hard to pizza. Think. Yeah, there you go. Okay. No, well, I think you dough. put garlic butter around the edge. Yeah, garlic crust, butter around so. the edge. Um, it's hard to think of. Like, what yeah. could you not add a stick of butter to and not make it better? Oh, yeah. A Slurpee. <laughs> a Slurpee yeah. would be good with a stick of butter. That'd uh, be kind of weird, but yeah. but like I don't know. Did you try the deep fried butter at Stampede a couple years ago? No, I didn't. Yeah, neither did I. I saw somebody having it and it just looked kind of gross. Where. They bit into it and it all just came down and gushed out. So. Uh, how do you like these stampede treats? I didn't. I I've, I've got so going to the stampede. My favorite thing used to. I used to go just for to eat. Yeah. And I would go and be like, well, but I've just found that it's it, it doesn't taste good anymore. I don't know. Like a yeah. deep fried chocolate bar that wasn't good to me. I was like this. I thought this was going to be amazing and it isn't. I I think it's just getting a little bit too much. Yeah. Um. I I still think it's interesting, but it's just got to the point where it's throwing that interesting out the window for almost almost like shock value but it's not even shocking anymore right yeah and the only people it's going to be shocking is people that are counting calories or vegans right yeah so my uh, i just saw david cross 
Um, you know who David Cross yeah. is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just saw David Cross and uh, he uh, at uh, Mac Hall and he it was Stampede Week and he yeah. took out the pamphlet and he read all of the culinary treats at the Stampede. He goes, you know, this sounds like a three year old made this menu, <laughs> right? Yes. Like it's like the most ridiculous things. Like I want an Oreo on top of bacon covered in caramel. You know, yeah. it's like that's literally what a Stampede treat could be. Yeah, and it, it, it sounds good, but I, I think it's a little bit too ridiculous. Like. And I think you're right on the stampede food. It's it's all right, but it's just all the same flavor now almost. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think you can distinguish that batter from the corn dog from the batter on the deep fried Mars bar. That's for sure the same. Yeah, batter, or right? or the deep fried batter that's deep fried batter. Like <laughs> I think it's just like deep, that's where we're headed. Here's some deep fried batter. It's yeah, just that's funnel cake, I guess. It's, it's just one guy mixing batter and just giving it to everybody like you're allowed to have different flavors of batter you're allowed to have different types of batters and i love the idea of this vegan he's like i just wanted to serve carrots you're gonna put that in batter and fucking deep fry it you vegan ranch batter (laughs) ranch batter that's actually that's brilliant what you just said they should make ranch bread batter that's maybe maybe this this weekend i'll give it a try let me know how it goes Next year, it'll be on the Stampede menu, <laughs> just after listening to this. Yeah. Jeez, that, it does sound interesting. Like, I've always tried to make interesting things. Like, I've made, uh, one of my favorite things I made was jalapeno ice cream. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and I just, like, just soaking the uh, jalapenos in the ice cream batter, and then before you churn it, and make it into ice cream, let it sit overnight. Yeah. The jalapenos, and then I strained it, and then made the ice cream and then you take a bite out of it and it's nice and cool but then it hits you in the back where it's hot mm-hmm. but it has a nice jalapeno flavor but you have to it's starting to get hot so you want to take another bite of ice cream <laughs> that's not the vicious circle the vicious cycle yeah but, that's a I, I've been amazed the flavors of ice cream that I've enjoyed I think I would like jalapeno ice cream yeah I enjoyed it I don't make as much now because of um, my son has ag allergies so I don't make ice cream at home uh, okay. just because the recipe that I had and I could probably find a recipe without eggs but I, I think I just got spoiled on really good homemade ice cream and it has huh. eggs in it and gets all nice and fluffy and good and creamy the so. weirdest ice cream I've had recently was um, so Luke's Drug Mart do you know about their ice cream situation no so Luke's Drug Mart is kind of like a hip place now where they sell vinyl records and they have amazing drip over coffees and stuff and okay. uh, coffee's another thing I'm super getting into lately so we can talk about that but uh um, but they have soft serve ice cream that they're very famous. And I apologize to the guy if he hears this. There's, there's a chef in Calgary. He's the one that makes their ice cream, and he's the chef at somewhere else, and I can't remember. My wife knows. But um, but he made charcoal ice cream. I've heard of this. It just it doesn't have it. I don't get it. I don't get it because it, was, it, was ju- it just made my mouth black. It didn't taste like anything. It just okay. tasted like vanilla ice cream, but it made my mouth black. Interesting. I didn't really understand it. But. I've had charcoal goat cheese before. Okay. And I found that interesting. But it was just charcoal on the outside, and then mm-hmm. it seemed like it was kind of washed off in whatever process they do. Weird. I just had a slice, and I thought it was good. But, huh. Yeah, charcoal ice cream sounds kind of weird, but I'd still try it. But it, I think I'm, maybe in my mind, I'm building it up for more than what it is, but then if you just have, it tastes like vanilla ice cream and it makes your mouth black, then... Might be a kind of letdown, but yeah, but they have a lot of really great. They the flavors change every week. So. Oh, okay, 
there's always two flavors. You get one or the other or a twist. Nice. I uh, I like ice cream. McKay's ice cream. I'm always a big fan of. Do you know who I had recently was Chapman's, and it was excellent. Okay. I had never had it. My, my in-laws had it. A big thing. A Neapolitan of all ice creams. The most ghetto of ice creams. That's what... We had a tub of that. Of the Chapman's point. Neapolitan? Yes. Really crazy. So um, what's your theory on the Neapolitan? Do you take... Is it Neapolitan for somebody that wants all three flavors? Or is it a way for a family where everybody doesn't like the same thing to get their own flavor? Well, I don't know how you don't like vanilla chocolate and strawberry ice cream. <laughs> I know, right? So for me, it's... A little bit of each, yeah. so I like all three. Right, me but too, I me try too. to separate them in my bowl, so I have strawberry, and then I have vanilla, and then I have chocolate. Huh. So, right, so you don't eat them together. And I yeah. agree because I find that the chocolate is the the, the vanilla goes with any, anything, but I find if you go from strawberry to chocolate too quickly, that there's a problem there. Yeah. That's I, maybe that's why they put the vanilla in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's like a barrier. <laughs> a palate the, cleanser. The vanilla's it's a palate cleanser. The vanilla's like the guy keeping in the chocolate <laughs> on the strawberry part. Look, you guys, I'm sick of your shit. Stop fighting. Yeah, it was. Uh, we don't get ice cream too too often, and I wanted in. A, There's eggs in ice cream. Not not stuff like Chapman's, but like the stuff that I make at home. Right. Or really good ice creams usually have egg in it. <laughs> No, no slag on Chapman's. It's like, you know, no. the really good one. Not, not Chapman's. But, that's but like, you know, you're, most of your commercially based ice creams don't have right. um, egg in it. So yeah. it's good to have at home. I, have a, I, I recently noticed something funny. I think it was Breyers. I don't want to say the name of the brand because I don't know for sure. But I saw on the outside of the box and it said, now with real ingredients. Yeah. I, not natural or organic, real. Like, what <laughs> What does that even mean? Did they previously have non-existent ingredients? I didn't understand that. I, I don't know if I like... I like the trend of having real ingredients or natural ingredients. But like, <laughs> I find that these companies are getting high and mighty on it. Yeah. Like, um, Maple Leaf, where their new ad campaigns where they have the kids in the spelling bee and if you can't spell it we don't have it in our foods but like why why now like I know why now but like what about all those chemicals that you pumped in years after years of right we're just supposed to forgive you for that shit yeah. maybe yeah like uh, and I used to be a huge hot dog my kid has three eyes for Christ's sake <laughs> the three eye kid, kid yeah. is what changed it yeah. so your real ingredients don't save my old Triple lie. <laughs> nah, I wish I came up with a better name than that. No, it just... I, I like that it's more natural, but at the same time, hot dogs are... Hot dogs are hot dogs. I don't think we have to get all high and mighty on hot dogs <laughs> yeah. and say that it's natural ingredients. It's, it is what it is. Um, but, I, you know, you talked about earlier stuff that you didn't like and now you like. I used to love hot dogs, but now I just... I can't stand them, really. I just... Yeah. I, just I find them... Almost gross. I, I don't feel well after eating one. If I've a if I've had a few a few drinks and yeah. then I could maybe then, you know I'm camping then I'll have a hot dog. Then. Yeah, I think it's different camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I like to uh, make a spider dog. I cut the ends in the four, like cut X's in it. And they all shrivel, like turn like up. You do before you cook it. Yeah. Oh. So then it 
Yeah, the ends pop up and, and they get like crispy and yeah. kind of you get the little bit of the the burned edges. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a good. I'm gonna try that next time I make hot dogs. I don't ever make hot dogs either, but yeah. next time I do, I'm really they may have a knife. Somebody always has some camping. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they sneak themselves in there somehow. Yeah, there's always hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, so. When you go through the, the gates at Banff, they ask you, they're like, do you have hot dogs? You can't come in without hot dogs. It's a rule. Yeah, uh, they, they'll give you a package. Yeah, right. That's You don't have your hot dogs. All right, here you go, but don't forget next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some great restaurants in Banff, too, that I like. In Banff? Yeah. I only know Eden, really, so what, what do you like in Banff? Um, I like the Grizzly House. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard Grizzly House is excellent. That's... I mean, I went there years decades ago when yeah. I was in in my 20s but yeah I just I just like the the way you can cook your own stuff and they just give you meat on a plate and you can that's what it. they do yeah it's like a fondue place oh I didn't know that it's yeah. a fondue house I didn't know yeah. that so we usually get the hot rock and then whatever you want to get um and I've talked about this before on the podcast but I get the uh the exotic platter and it has like I'm not a huge fan of the frog legs I can take them or leave them. I tried them once. I didn't like yeah, them. Yeah, but they have like bison and emu. I think they had emu on there. They got meats like that? Yeah. and uh, At the Grizzly House. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to go. Rattlesnake. What? Yeah. What? I see. I love trying. One of my greatest regrets in life is I had the opportunity to eat gator once and I didn't. Yeah. I've had it a couple times. I find it disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I figured if it was good... It'd be around, but pork yeah. belly wasn't around for the longest time, so maybe it will make a comeback. But there used they, to be a place in Calgary that had Cajun Charlie's. So that was years and years ago when I first moved to the city. It was down in uh, Eau Claire Market. Yeah, and I remember they had alligator. I think I there. remember that place. Yeah, they had like a alligator gumbo or something, maybe. Huh. That, that, like I said, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, so. I would love to have tried that. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're missing much on. The alligator, but rattlesnake is worth giving a try. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not a huge flavor, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, cool. I don't think I've ever had snake. Yeah, well, that's the only time I've had snake. I, yeah, I've never gone down to the park and tried to catch one. And My three year old thinks it's snake. Or steak is snake because he doesn't. <laughs> we just tell him it's steak, and he goes, "Mmm, snake!" And we're like, "All right, let him think it's snake. He's, like, he's eating it. That's all that matters." Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that sounds good. But that's pretty much our time today. So. Oh okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, anything, Avery. This is great. Anything coming up that you want to promote? Uh, yeah, well, I'm in. When is this going to air? Uh, next week. Uh, I'm in Edmonton this weekend. So, oh, okay. if you were were in Edmonton last week, uh, you missed out <laughs> unless you came and saw me. But um, I, other than that, I've got I've got stuff coming up in Okotoks. I got, I don't think I have no. I have nothing to promote. My career, I'm going nowhere, Avery. <laughs> I, uh, well, <laughs> I just finished a headline weekend in Calgary last weekend. I'm going to Edmonton. Yeah. Well, you can always so. collect that bottle of money and go to a fancy restaurant. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming out. All right, thanks, Avery.